the day, eh? My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. We're here today because we wanted to introduce and educate and excite other families about camping adventures such as we've had with our kids. And today's topics are, we wanted to go through just another camping menu day. We wanted to talk a bit about a backcountry adventure that was successful. So I'll turn it over to Tim as far as a camping menu day. Okay, so Pamela will post a sort of a sample menu. This one in particular was a couple of years ago for when we went to Arrowhead uh, for our second time. So a fairly typical day would be, I think, the Tuesday we did pancakes and sausages in the morning. Nice and easy to do regardless of whether you're over a, an open fire or you're on your Coleman stove or, or what have you, or just a single burner. Although it's always nice to be able to run two pans at the same time. You know, you're not always taking equipment that allows you that kind of space. Not a big deal to do the sausages first, wrap them up in some foil or whatever, then do the pancakes. It'll give you some time to dice up some apples for the pancakes or dig out the blueberries out of the cooler because you buried them when you were supposed to leave them on top. You know, that type of stuff. There's a nice quick morning. Then you have children to wash the dishes. Lunch, we've had kebabs slated for that. And we cooked up extra pork the evening before so that it's quick and easy to do. Big fat dices of pork, some apple, some zucchini, some... What else have we done? We've done pineapple on it. Cherry tomatoes. Yep. Peaches and plums are also really yummy on the kebab. That's very true. Uh, we've done chicken. Pamela doesn't do so well with red meats, but the boys and I have done big, thick steak pieces, that sort of deal. And again, they're pretty easy. We've got, uh, we have a lot of kebab skewers, which we can never seem to find when we're about to make kebabs. So we also have a backup, big bag of bamboo wooden ones, which you soak them in water for a while beforehand. Don't turn into just crispy pieces of char. And then we did salmon and vegetables for dinner. So this is one of my favorites. We take cedar planks up with us. You can buy them online at Amazon or whatever. You can pick them up at Crappy Tire or Home Depot. Who else carries them? I think Costco was the last batch we got. Anyhow, soak them in water for a couple of hours. Here's an easy one so you don't have a big sink or what have you. You can just take a garbage bag, put them in there with some water, try to squeeze as much of the air as possible out and uh, and nod it off. Keep flipping it over every once in a while just to make sure that the water gets around and Bob's your uncle. So put that on on your barbecue or on the fire, whichever you're going to do. I usually do a big lemon on each plank, depending on how many salmon fillets you're going to do. I do thick slices of lemon, put them on the plank, and then put the salmon on top of that. If it's on the barbecue, I close the lid, not necessarily for the whole thing, but it does help cook it a little bit quicker, keeps it a little bit juicier. I think if you were doing it over the open flame, I'd probably drape it, like tent it with a bit of tin foil, and you can season to your own flavor, whether it's a pre-made one you picked up off the shelf at Loblaws, or I often just throw a bunch of stuff together and then sprinkle it on. I don't even know what it is most of the time. Yeah, and you know, I would say probably 20-ish minutes at a medium heat, and Bob's your uncle. It was a pretty delicious day. You'll see on the menu, we also have a snacks column because you know you're sitting around the campfire at night what have you that can be anything from marshmallows jiffy pop jiffy pop's always a fun one s'mores the spider wieners where you take a wiener cut it sort of halfway maybe a third to halfway down do an x on and when you put it on a skewer to put it into the fire you put it in the uncut end and as it cooks it opens up it curls those the sliced bits and it looks like a kind of a 
the spider. Very cool. Right. Or you can do it from both ends and then put your skewer through the middle and then it's a full on, the full eight legs for the spider. It's just, you know, it's fun stuff. That's it for our Kitley menu day. And then, as I mentioned, there was another backcountry trip to Kawartha Highland. Right. So this was a successful one. This would have been the following year, 2018. Thomas and I went. We did six nights or seven nights? Six nights, I think. So we went in through the south end of the park. Coon Lake was our access point. I'm looking at our map now, and it looks like it was about probably about an hour and a half, maybe a bit more, all told, from where we started to our first campsite, which is on Little Turtle Lake. <laughs> it's, it's funny, as Pamela asked Thomas if, what he remembered about that trip, and the first thing he said was, uh, whatever it was, was about a different trip. Then he went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one we portaged a lot. And it's funny, I'm looking at the map and I can see all the portages on it. And no, I think the issue is that it was our first go around. So it seemed like a lot, but it's by far of our three backcountry trips since. It's by far the least amount of portaging we've done. It's also nowhere near the nastiest. This this last one we just did in Killarney, was, that was pretty rough. So we went into Little Turtle Lake, Site 470. We stayed there for two days. Note that I'm just going an easier I I immediately backpedaled from the, the hardcore go long distance do change every day. Although I think we did pretty close to that the next trip after this. So we did that. Uh, we went on quite a decent amount farther north to Vixen Lake after that. Spent two days there. That was a really cool site. Oh, it was very high up. It was like an isthmus, a peninsula type bit of business sticking into the lake. So very commanding view all the way down the lake. Nobody around. We did see a couple on the site, but they were like like ants. They were very, very small. We could see that there was movement. That's, a, that's as much as we could tell. We happened to go for a paddle around the lake, and we saw that there were a couple. Then after two days there, we headed back, and we spent two nights at... Adams Lake, Site 461. That was quite cool because we were the only ones on the lake. Nobody around at all. We had a bear encounter on the way from the portage into the lake itself. Thankfully, we didn't see mom, but we did see two cubs scampering up a hill. So we... Uh... <laughs> We paddled a little bit quicker after that. It was great. Actually, a number of parks have areas where there are grandfathered cottages or they allow, uh, Kawartha in particular, allows hunting. So there are hunting cabins in some areas of the park. There was a hunting cabin. It took us a while to figure out what the heck it was. Again, I was fairly new to the park. and didn't know everything about it. It was just this weird building on the other side. Anyhow, thankfully, nobody was there. We had the lake to ourselves for two days, so that was quite cool. We did some fishing, caught a couple of nice bass, which made for a pretty killer dinner one night. I think I have pictures of it somewhere. It was a really good trip. I can't recall any negatives. We had fantastic weather. A little, little buggy, but not terrible. Yeah, that was it. And just a little bit more about Kawartha Highlands. So backcountry-wise, it's considered a semi-wilderness destination. It's not too far from Toronto, a couple of hours from Toronto. Yep. And along the southern edge of the Canadian Shield, features a rugged rolling landscape with small lakes, wetlands, forests, and rocky barrens has a wide range of camping options for beginner to advanced and six canoe routes. There's lots of birds, so loons, herons, osprey, whippoorwills, nighthawks, tanagers, and towhees. And then the park's lakes are home to a wide range of fish species, so Tim mentioned having caught a couple bass. There's lake trout, brook trout, rainbow trout, slake, walleye, small and largemouth bass, and panfish. And there's 17 stocked trout lakes in the park, and lots of opportunities for swimming and beautiful clear lakes for swimming. In and then well marked portages and campsites. Each campsite has a picnic table, a fire ring, and a box privy. 
and most campsites also have at least three tent pads. I just wanted to mention, as you were reading through that list, I went, oh yeah. So I believe it was at the Adams Lake campsite, which was our final campsite, we saw the coolest thing. It's a five-line skate. They're very few and far between. We saw an adolescent, I think is the right term. It's the younger ones, and they actually have a blue tail on. It happened to be crawling around. We didn't have a fire going, but it it was crawling through the rocks in our fire pit. Thomas is the one that spotted it. And then I, I saw a flash of blue, and that, uh, that was cool. I've never seen one in my life before. Thomas has a real knack for, for, I don't know, focusing in on little things like that. He often picks up tiny salamanders and, and or sees a snake where nobody else, you know, we all plowed through and nobody else spotted it, that kind of deal. So that was that was really neat. Well, and the five-line skink is the only lizard that's native to Ontario. There you go. So that's it for us for today. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. If you'd like to reach out to us, our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. And we would love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, concerns, and if there's anything you'd like us to talk about. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.